Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game at UT. The Texas Tech kicker did a fake field goal. I mean, you could see in his face that he was going to make the first down. And Tony Brankins, outside linebacker, came across and completely destroyed him. I, I thought he was dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That hit will always be, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Put yourself in the action with tickets from Ticket City. Visit hook'em.com and click tickets. Longhorns Unfiltered coming to you from Darrell Royal Memorial Stadium. The Texas Longhorns come up short for the second straight week. 42-41 loss to West Virginia. Cedric Golden here with Kirk Bowles and the Davis boys, Brian and Danny. I'm going to start with you, Duck. We've been talking already. This came down to rolling the dice. Dana Holgerson did and Tom Herman didn't. Are you surprised that Tom didn't gamble more in this game? Well, I don't know about more in the game, but definitely I was surprised he didn't go for it on fourth and one to start of the or near the early in the fourth quarter when he had uh, Cameron Dicker kick the 38-yard field goal when it was fourth and one. And we know that his first year and a half here, he likes to gamble. He doesn't like field goals. And I think he got a little bit... <sighs> conservative is the word. He got Use conservative and he got deceived by, well, I'm up seven, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose it on one drive, probably. That's in most games. And Hogerson, he said he made the decision before they took the field for that series. So... It, it just kind of, to me, it comes down to you want to win a championship, you got to go for it and roll the dice. Yes, without a doubt, Kirk. I mean, that that's that's what that was. That was a Big 12 championship decision is what that was. And my thing is, the reason why I, I just I don't get it is because if you're going to go for it on fourth and three down here with, with a lot of game left, why wouldn't you go for it on fourth and one when your offense was, was clearly rolling? And, and also, too, I mean – I know this isn't the NFL. I get it, but you know, and you got to score when you can. But to leave two thirty-eight on the clock, I mean, you're basically handing them a free opportunity to score. Yeah, but you you got you got to score when you score. I understand I that part I of it. I, I you can't you can't have it perfectly timed. Sometimes that works. I know, Danny, you've been around Sam Ellinger for a long time. Um, got the feeling after the game that he probably wanted to go for. Was that your impression? Um, yeah, I mean, the players always want to go for it. I mean, it could be fourth and 20, and the players are going to want to stick out there because they're all competitors and all players. I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. There's 10 minutes left in the game. You go up by seven. There are three scores after that After um, after that field goal was kicked. So, I mean, a lot could happen. Defense had two chances to make a stop. They failed twice. And I'm not going to leave too much on Tom Herman because he decided to go up by seven points with 10 minutes left in the game at home. Will Greer, 28 of 42 for 346 yards and three touchdowns. He took a horse collar hit for Malcolm Roach, and we could kind of tell that he wasn't 100%, but he still delivered the goods. He's, there's a reason he's getting that Heisman Trophy dark horse love. Now the Horns, Duck, are 6-3 and three overall, 
four and two in the Big Twelve, and guess who's looming? The Texas Tech Red Raiders. Never an easy task going to Lubbock. No, it's not. And now they've been knocked down. They've been hit in the mouth two straight games, and yeah, they're going to be fired up to to get back in the win column. But I think I think you kind of your confidence gets dented a little bit, and what looked like a championship season now seems to be dissolving into a pretty good year hopefully a better bowl game but you know they'll be riding high in the plains they always do when texas comes to town but it'll really be interesting uh you know how they bounce back from this one thing i will say the defense just looked bad but i think i would give them an asterisk for that not an excuse but an asterisk with so many starters hurt with uh, chris nelson hobble with brandon jones out with brick and hager out uh, who am I missing? Uh, Bamaj out. Devontae Davis, Davis got hurt early. So they were shorthanded, and I guess a great offensive team. But uh, I think they're reeling a little bit. Brian, uh, Kirk brought up the defense. Uh, Todd Orlando's having a really rough second half of the season. They won against OU, but they gave up 45, 35 against Oklahoma State, and now 42 against West Virginia. Is that just life in the Big 12, or is there, are there just some real problems going on on that side of the ball? I mean, there, there, that is part of me, what I think, is that that is life in the Big 12. You look at Oklahoma, let them up to 45, but that was Kyler Murray. But then Charlie Brewer kind of got after him a little bit, and then, you know, some guy named Taylor Cornelius blew him up last week. Inexcusable he's for not, Taylor, he, that, sorry. That's, I'm sorry. That's, he's not Joe Montana. And then today, Will Greer, a very legitimate quarterback, you know, 578 total yards. And, guys, there were times today these defensive players were like, I mean, Caden Stearns, you, you have had a great you had a great first half, but my man, you watched David Sills literally run by you mm-hmm. for a for a long touchdown run in the first, literally run right by right. you. Now you, right. you you tweeted it. He's starting to look like a freshman. He's starting to look like a freshman. He absolutely is, and, and that just to take nothing away from Caden's uh, uh, you know good first half of the season, but you got to play a full season, right? And then and then also, guys, this gets back to what I wrote about last Monday, and I really believe it. I think Texas has a really solid starting 22, but when you get past that, it gets super murky really fast, and we saw that again today. Danny, um, I know we follow the running backs. Trey Watson probably had his best game as a Longhorn, 14 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Then he catches, uh, passes for another 35 yards, is it, Duck? I'm looking. Two for 35 and a touchdown. Uh Really, really had a better game than uh, young Keontae Ingram. How does that bode well for Texas? Uh, they have a little bit of uh, wiggle room now at running back. How does that bode well for the backfield? I just think you're going to see more of this going forward. We've been, you know, a lot of people have been clamoring for more Keontae Ingram, but this is a game where he played like a freshman and you know didn't play well. And they, Texas has the luxury of having a guy like Trey Watson who can come in, guy with uh, four years of experience and come in and you know play pretty well and play pretty balanced and give you another option. So I mean I'd expect a lot more Trey and Keontae, maybe a little Daniel Young mixed in, but those are your two guys going forward. Here's my question to you three because I really want to know what y'all think about this. I mean, it's November. Is this the team that won six games in a row anymore or is this now the team that is reeling on a two-game losing streak well they're reeling all right but i think it's pretty good competition at least today but the defense is just not showing up and it's not all 
you know, scheming and tactics, you got to have the personnel. The linebackers didn't play well today. There were just isolated instances where they had that fourth, third and fourth down stop with Malcolm Roach and Joseph Asai. They would have good moments. But then, like you said, Caden Stearns lets him – they're just not solid. They're, you can just tell they're a year away. I just don't think they're championship material yet. And, and for a second straight week, a quarterback – keeps it and the defensive end gets sucked dead right. and it's an easy money touchdown again. That's inexperience and that's just not good game time uh, situational awareness by the horns. Danny? I think it's the same team. I mean, you could make you could sit me down and argue that this team should be 9-0. I mean, this is a team with really one-score losses to Maryland, Oklahoma State, and tonight. And then you could also make an argument that this team should be what you know aside from the usc and tcu games two and seven or whatever it is i mean they've had close wins they've had close losses this is just what's going to be it's what we've been talking about for a while this is a team that's going to make its fans sweat it out it's going to have some close losses it's going to have some close wins and that's just what texas is going to be this season which, which, oh, which speaks to a team that doesn't have enough depth and they need more depth and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that's what they need and the one thing that that stands out above all else is they've had their chances to come back and win Twice down, twice up seven in the fourth quarter, couldn't hold it. I know they call it a team game. To me, the biggest concern is on the defensive side of the ball. You got two 100-yard receivers. You got a quarterback throwing for 354 yards and three touchdowns. You didn't turn the ball over, and you're coming up short. And defensively, no takeaways, no sacks. That, that was, doesn't cut it. And that was one thing, you know, Charles and many who. I don't think I've seen an angrier Longhorn than he was after the game. And, you know, he said he was really angry at himself. He put a lot of the blame on himself. And someone asked him why. And he's like, because we didn't – we hit the quarterback once, and that was after their left tackle got tossed from the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was very well aware of the fact that they did not pressure Will Greer, and they just let him kind of sit back there and you know, pick apart this team. Well, let's think. West Virginia had the ball ten times, scored on seven of them. They punted twice, scored on 7 out of 10, and one of those 10, they had that fourth and one, didn't make it in in the red zone there. So they scored seven times, almost scored on an eighth. That is not championship-level defense in any way, shape, or form. And Brian Davis just showed me a horrific stat. Brian, go ahead and read it. Yeah, only two quarterback. Texas was only credited with two quarterback hurries. One was Josh Thompson, and the other one was uh, Ojimo. Um, but again, for the second or third straight week, no interceptions. They had one against Baylor, right? So, so second straight week with no interceptions, no sacks, and only two quarterback hurries. That doesn't get it done at, at this level. Well, the Longhorns have to get back to the drawing board. They lose 42-41 to the West Virginia Mountaineers. They go to Lubbock Saturday, 10-year anniversary of Crabtree, Harrell, Hate to bring that up, but I like history. I've already had enough said. I don't know why you're bringing, bringing that up. We're piling on. I just want to remind them. I, I just want to document that. So check out our stuff on hook'em.com. For the Duck and the Davis boys, I'm Cedric Golden. We'll see you later.